Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Check us out at comicweb.com. The Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of the old movie cliffhanger serials. You can find them on our website or just type Comic Web into iTunes and they should pop up. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! It's a plane! It's Superman! And now, Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who fights a never-ending battle against crime and injustice, disguised as mild-mannered Clark Kent, reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper. As you remember, Editor White, Kent, and Lois Lane, aided by Ralph Remsen, have been conducting a campaign against District Attorney Parker in an attempt to oust him from office because of his crooked practices. They were repeatedly warned against continuing their campaign by an invisible man, strange and baffling ally of the crooked DA, who was successful in frightening the mayor into withholding his support. And, but for the miraculous intervention of Superman, would have sent White and Lois crashing to their death while driving to see the governor in the state capitol. As our story opens today, we find them in Editor White's office, where Kent makes an astounding announcement. Listen. I say I've solved the mystery. I know how the Invisible Man makes himself invisible. I've had enough of this nonsense from you, Kent. Get out. You're fired. Wait a minute, Mr. White. Yes, Lois? Clark, did you mean what you said? Do you really know how the Invisible Man makes himself invisible? Well, I can do it myself. I don't believe it. You've got something there, Remsen. I don't believe it either. Kent, you'd have to be a Superman to solve a mystery like this one. Well, you fired me, Mr. White, so... Guess I'll have to break this story in another paper. Oh, no, Mr. Kent, please don't go. Show them you can do it. I believe you. Oh, thank you, Jimmy. Now, wait a minute, Kent. If you can show us how it's done, if you can really make yourself invisible, you you can have your job back. Oh, gee, Mr. Kent, did you hear that? Uh, You'll be able to stay with us. You simply gotta do it now. Oh, I don't know, Jimmy. Kent, uh, I'll do better than that. I'll raise your salary. Well, that is an inducement. All right, it's a bet. Ridiculous. You'll never do it. You think not, Renson? Well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll step outside and close the door. Now, when I knock at the door, Jimmy, you open it. And then see what happens. All right. Now, don't forget to open the door when I knock. Don't worry, I won't. Good. Now, I'll close the door. I don't see how I can possibly don't do anything. Don't worry, Miss Lane. He won't. Listen. Jimmy, yeah. for heaven's sake, open that door. Well, open it, open it. Okay, Mr. White. He's not here. Oh, of course he's not there. Just another trick. He knocked at the door and then skipped off down the corridor. You're wrong, Chief. What? I'm right here in the room with you. Why? Well, you, you, really? you can't see me because, well, you see, I'm invisible. Say, what is it? I don't believe it. Superman himself couldn't do a thing like this. Kent, was that your voice I heard? Are you really in this room? I am, Chief. I'm sitting in the chair in front of your desk. But, but we can't see you, Claude. Well, it's uncanny. No, Lois. It's not uncanny. It's just a trick. A trick even I can do. It doesn't take a superman. Oh, but gosh, Mr. Kent. How could you make yourself invisible? 
Well, Jimmy, to tell the truth, I haven't made myself invisible. I can't see you. Well, of course you can't see me. I'm not here. Can't before I go crazy, will you make sense? You are here. I can hear you talking to me from the chair in front of my desk. But merely because I've centered your attention on that chair. But the fact is that although I am invisible, I'm not invisible. Creeper, creeper. Oh, I am going out of my mind. He's invisible, but he isn't invisible. He's here, but he isn't here. Kent, will you, in the name of heaven, explain what this is all about? Why, gladly, Chief. It's all very simple. So simple, in fact, that I caught on to the trick from the very first. You, you mean you've known all along how the invisible man made himself invisible? I have. But no credit to me. I've known only because some time ago I did a series of articles on oddities in the world. You remember, Chief? Why, of course I remember. That series you ever did. But what in the world is that to do with... Uh, excuse me. Uh, yes, Remsen? I, I've got to go. I'm late for an, oper- uh, an appointment. Uh, very important. Oh, don't go, Mr. Remsen. Uh, this will only take a few minutes. Yes, yes. Sit down, Remsen. Well, Chief, as I was saying, you may recall that during that series of articles I did, I did one on the magnificent ventrilo. Remember the celebrated ventriloquist? Sure, I remember that. Didn't he give you some lessons in ventriloquism, Mr. Kemp? Yes, Jimmy. He did. Why? You mean that the invisible man exactly, is... Exactly, a... Lois. The invisible man is nothing more than a darn good ventriloquist. I'm not so good myself. I, I wouldn't be able to fool you very long. But the invisible man is an expert, a master at it. Oh, where are you now, Kent? Now, stop throwing my voice and you'll soon see. Now, can you locate me? His voice seems to be coming from the window now. That's where it's coming from, all right. Because you see, I'm out here on the fire escape. Holy mackerel. All the time, it sounded like he was right here in the room with us. Hey, give me a hand in through the window, Jimmy. Okay. There. Thanks. Okay. All I did, Chief, was to knock on the door, get onto the fire escape through the window that leads off the corridor, and then throw my voice, by means of ventriloquism, into this room. Well, Kent, I've got to hand it to you. But who is the invisible man? Do you know the answer to that? Yes, Lois. I believe I do. Who? There must be someone who at all times was able to be near us. You realize, of course, he couldn't be forever ducking on a fire escape and all the rest of it. He couldn't have done it that way in the mayor's office. We found you out on the fire escape. Well, well how you got there is really still a mystery. Well, I- I've already explained that. Then, Lois, there's the night the Invisible Man had dinner with us. Actually, he was sitting at another table in disguise and throwing his voice toward our table. Oh, I see that now. Why, why, Sure. And the night the presses were almost bombed, he must have been standing near us all the time. In fact, by George, as I see it, he practically always has been with us. Exactly. So only one person can be the invisible man. It's certainly not you, Chief, or Lois, or me, or Jimmy. So it must be Ralph Remsen. Why, preposterous, utterly ridiculous. Better give up quietly, Remsen. If we can't make you talk, the police can. You weren't interested in helping the public. Your game was to squeeze money out of District Attorney Parker. What? You made a deal with Parker to protect him against the campaign you yourself had started. You figured it out very well, Kent. Superman, better be careful or you'll be running him a close second. But all your brain work will do you no good. What do you mean? This. Kent! Kent, he's got a gun! Don't don't point that gun at me. I'm deathly afraid of firearms. Are you? That's too bad. Put that gun down. All right. I'll faint. Look out, Kent's fainting. He's falling. What? What the devil? Fallen with his arms around my leg. Look here, you. Just stand where you are, you others. Oh. Look out, you fool. You're tripping me. Look, Mr. White. Remsen's falling. Right, Jimmy. Oh. Well, that's that. Nice work, Mr. White. They clipped him on the jaw just as he was falling. Yes, and I've got his gun now, too. It's a good thing you fainted, Kate. If you really did. 
Did I faint? Why did I... It's all right, Ken. It's all right. Now, you three wait here till I get back. Come on, Remsen. I'm turning you over to the police right now. Go on. Get moving. Well, we had some excitement there for a while, didn't we? My Lord. Why are you looking at me so funny? I sometimes wonder about you, Clark Kent. Yes, I really do. never find you in this crowd. Mr. White told me to meet you down here at the Central Railroad Station. What's it all about? Oh, it's nothing much, Lord. Metropolis National Bank is moving a cargo of $5 million in gold from their vaults upstate to the bank here in the city. Oh, just another story, eh? Yeah, it's nothing exciting, I'm afraid. It's bringing the gold down in a specially constructed armored freight car. Burglar proof and all that. Oh, I see. Well, $5 million is a lot of money. <laughs> You're not taking any chances. She said something about there being a special guard of five men locked inside the car. Yes, after the guard got into the train, they sealed the doors. Oh, as I say, it's nothing important. White just wanted us to be on hand to cover the story, that's all. The train's due in a few minutes. Yes, Mr. White wanted to put us on something quiet after all the excitement we've had. Mm, excitement is right. What with the invisible man and you and White nearly getting killed in that car right at Dead Man's Curve? Yeah, we certainly did. How did you know that? Oh, everybody knows about the accident you nearly had. Yeah, but I never said it happened at Dead Man's Curve. What? I didn't even know that was the name of the place. Oh, well, uh, uh, White. White mentioned it. That, that's how I knew. Oh. Well, I'm certainly glad the case of the Invisible Man's finished with. Yeah. I think both Remsen and Parker deserved what they got. Yep, five to ten years for Remsen, twenty years for Parker. The grand jury didn't waste any time about it. The grand juries never do. Hey, the police are out in force today. Yes, they're not taking any chances with that freight car and the $5 million it's carrying. Several armored trucks drawn up the platform. Gee, there must be at least a dozen armed guards standing by. Hello, Kent. Lois. Oh, Hi. story? Yeah. You coming for the gold, Joe? Yeah, it's quite a thing. $5 million in gold. The precautions they've taken. A special armored car designed particularly for bringing the gold here. Yeah, very exciting, I suppose. Hey, look. Here comes the train now. Yeah. Look at that line of freight cars. Yeah. Car carrying the gold is near the end of the line, I think. Quarter of fifth in the caboose. Well, we better move down to the other end, then. Yeah, you're right. See, those armed guards are starting to go down to a dead end themselves. Hey, something seems to be wrong. Look, they're starting to run. What on earth is Don't ask questions. Come on, I smell trouble and a story. Hey, buddy, what's wrong? What's happened? Who are you? Reporter from the Daily Planet. Here's my press card. What's up? It's that freight car. One carrying a five million in gold and a crew of five guards. Yeah, yeah. What about it? Yeah, what happened? It disappeared. That's what's happened. What? It disappeared? Vanished in a thin air. That is impossible. It was heavily guarded. It, it was sandwiched in among these other freight cars. Yeah. How could it possibly have disappeared? Yeah, I knew that, buddy. Oh, but you, you can't just pick up a freight car and walk off with no. it. No. Well, it looks like somebody did, lady. Cars disappeared and so is a crew of armed guards. What? You can take it or leave it. What? Yes, Lois? I did a little checking before, just to get some details for our story. And that freight car was still sandwiched in among those other cars when this train pulled out from Bolton. Yeah. Bolton's only 20 miles away, and this train never stops from there and here. Right. This thing can have happened, Clark. No one could have stolen that freight car. It's absolutely impossible. Well, it looks as if someone has found a way to make it possible, Lord. It also begins to look as if we've got another mystery to solve. Yes, one of the most baffling mysteries we've ever come across. What is the answer to this seemingly impossible mystery? 
How could the special armored freight car with a crew of five armed men disappear into thin air? See if you can figure it out for yourself. And be sure to listen to the next episode of our mystifying news story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.